Hello and welcome to another edition of the Power Sweep Podcast presented by North Coast Sports. Antonio Castro and Chris Van Dyne, pleased to be with you. Uh, this college game of the year weekend edition of the Power Sweep Podcast. You know, Chris, going back, <laughs> we've been in business for a long time, since the early 80s, 37 years to be exact. That's game of the year is on a 76% clip. It's hit 28 and 9 over those 37 years. 76%. We're very excited about that game of the year going on this weekend. How do you get that game of the year? You know, that that play by itself, it's a $100 value, but we really take care of our Power Sweep subscribers. If you're a 2020 Power Sweep subscriber, you can get that game of the year, not just the game of the year, but the all of our uh college star rated side selections including that game of the year there's going to be between five and seven star rated side selections this saturday you can get those all of them for as low as 89 dollars if you're a 2020 power sweep subscriber again just 89 dollars if you're a 2020 power sweep subscriber and you know what you might as well just you might uh, might as well add our totals when you're when you're doing that i mean those totals are on a tremendous run as well. The last three years, our, our top college total by itself is 27 and 10, 73% run. Uh, you can add those totals for only $29 more. Uh, give us a call, 1 800 654 3448. Again, 1 800 654 3448. Or you can go online to our website, ncsports.com. Game of the year going on this weekend. Again, you can get all of our star rated side selections. For as low as $89 if you're a 2020 Power Sweep subscriber. And if you have not signed up for the 2020 edition of the Power Sweep yet, what are you waiting for? It's just $74 right now. If you wait until the beginning of next season or in the summer, that price is going to be $99. So you're going to sign up. You might as well save some money now. And you'll also get a discount on this weekend's late phone package that has our game of the year going. Okay, we've got a lot of games that we picked out uh, for this weekend. Really excited about these games. Great games uh, going on, taking place this weekend. We're starting it off in ACC country. We're going to touch on Wake Forest and Virginia Tech matchup. Then we'll go to the Big Ten. Look at that 8-0 versus 8-0 matchup. Penn State versus Minnesota. ESPN game day was almost going to be there. At least we think they were almost going to be there. We'll follow that game up by breaking down the Iowa State at Oklahoma Big 12 battle. And then... We'll take a look at the biggest game on the weekend slate, LSU at Alabama. You won't want to miss what we think about this one. We'll finish up with North Texas at Louisiana Tech. And then, of course, let you know what our special two-star selection is in the Power Sweep newsletter. That is going to be in the Pac-12 action, USC at Arizona State. First and foremost, though, let's get it started, Chris. We're going to go out on the East Coast, Wake Forest at Virginia Tech. Nice ACC matchup here. The surprising Demon Deacon, 7-1 and one straight up, 4-4 four and four against the spread against the Virginia Tech Hokies, 5-3 and three straight up, 3-5 and five against the spread. Line opened up, Chris. Wake Forest laying three in Blacksburg. Gone down a little bit. The Sharps have put on a little bit of early money on the Hokies. It's now Wake Forest minus 2.5. So, uh, you know, it's just odd to mention this game, Chris, and, and say that Wake Forest is a favorite in Blacksburg, Virginia Tech territory. I, it's just still weird to, weird to see that Wake Forest is a favorite here. Um, you know, Virginia Tech coming in off that loss last week. But you know what? I like the way that the Hokies responded from that blowout loss versus Duke. Stats weren't look, didn't look very good, but they did keep playing in that loss last week to Notre Dame. So I like what I'm seeing out of Virginia Tech. And... um. 
I think with bowl eligibility on the line, I feel like the Hokies, I think they're going to feel disrespected about being a home underdog in this game. I think they can pull off the outright upset. I think this game goes down to the wire, but I see them uh, kicking a field goal or having a goal line stand or even scoring a touchdown right at the end to, to win this game. I like Virginia Tech plus the points. Well, the Hokies do have some success in this series. They're 4-1 straight up and against the spread, but they haven't met since 2011, so you can't put a lot of stock into that. Um, as far as on paper, Wake Forest is be- the better team. Jamie Newman, Wake Forest quarterback, if you guys don't know about this kid, 6'4", 245, he can run, 62% completions, 20-5 to 5 ratio. He's legit, and you know he stepped into that job last year, first start, and pulled an upset as a 17-point underdog. So I, I like Wake Forest offense. They have two big receivers in Sage Surratt, Scotty Washington, Average 511 yards per game, 75, 75 yards per game more than their opponents are allowing. Um, Virginia Tech doesn't do anything particularly well. That They have two quarterbacks that are young, uh, Hendon Hooker and uh, Patterson, that are helping the run game right now, that are kind of growing as they go. Expect uh, Hooker to be back. He was a little banged up. They didn't play him against Notre Dame. Um, Hokies defense allowing 403 yards per game, 57 yards per game more than their opponents are allowing. You know, that's not a typical Bud Foster unit. All this said, you know, it sounds like I'm saying I, I like Wake Forest. I, I actually I actually like Virginia Tech here. You know, everything points to Wake Forest, but the Demon Deacons haven't been favored against Virginia Tech since 1980. This is an unusual role for them, and they've got a little pressure on them right now because right now if Wake Forest wins out – you know, they're probably going to be the team to get that New Year's Six Bowl berth and, wow, Wake Forest playing in the Orange Bowl. But Virginia Tech has plenty to play for, too. They're still in the race in the ACC Coastal. They've got big games coming up against Miami and Virginia, but they got to keep winning. And they did look, you know, on stat-wise, it didn't turn out very well for them last week against Notre Dame. But they've played really well the last couple weeks. They had that win against North Carolina in a big overtime game a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, Fuente owns five upsets in the last two years. Nearly pulled another last week. Wake Forest, four wins by six points or less this year. One and four is an away favorite favorite under Dave Clawson, so it's not a good role for Wake Forest. I think the Hokies are going to pull the upset and uh, win a close game like you mentioned. All right, let's t- go to Big Ten country. You know, there's more than just one game this weekend between two 8-0 uh, teams. It's another game. Up in Minneapolis, going to be cold. Penn State at Minnesota, 8-0, 8-0. Wow, what a matchup in the Big Ten. Who would have thought Minnesota would be 8-0 at this point in the season? Certainly not us. Not anybody, really, if you think about it. 5-3 and three against the spread is what Penn State will come in at. Uh, Minnesota, 5-2-1 and one against the spread. Line opened up, Penn State minus 6. It's actually gone up a point now. Penn State is laying a full touchdown in this game, uh, which is uh, kind of has me raising my eyebrows a little bit. You look at this game, Chris, you see a uh, Penn State team uh, averaging 39 points per game. You look at a Minnesota squad, they're averaging 38 points per game. Offensive explosion, you're thinking, right? I got to be honest. I think this could be a defensive struggle. Both schools are in our top 25 in terms of holding foes under their season average on the defensive end. Um, I think Minnesota head coach P.J. Fleck, he's just 
uh, appears to be a great motivator. Uh, with this being such a huge game, huge game in the Twin Cities, I don't think the moment's going to be too big for the Gophers. Uh, I do think Penn State is the better team, but I think it'll be close. I'm glad you're getting an extra point. I'll take the points and uh, with Minnesota. Give me Minnesota plus the points. And you know what? I'll throw this out there. I also like under the total in this one, which is about 47.5 right now. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. Give me Minnesota plus the points, and I'll take the under. Well, we couldn't have picked a better week to have our college game of the year because this slate of games this week is awesome. You know, it's been uh, building up to this for the last couple of weeks. P.J. Fleck used that 8-0 start to get an extension this week, so he's a happy guy. Got got some more years and some more money. Penn State's faced a little, little bit of a tougher schedule, but the one thing I noticed is Penn State played some close games with teams I think Minnesota compares well to. Uh, Seven-point win at home versus Pitt. Pitt was on the one-yard line with a chance to tie that game late. I think Minnesota and Pitt are very comparable. I think Minnesota might be even a little better. Uh, Five-point win at Iowa. Penn State was outgained by 62 yards. Seven-point win at home against Michigan. Wolverines dropped a touchdown at the end of that game that would have tied it late. So it's not like Penn State. that They are 8-0, but it's not like they're blowing teams out. Um I see two teams that are kind of fortunate to be 8-0, but Minnesota's closer games happen earlier in the season. They've dominated their last four opponents. They're plus 233 yards per game in their last four games. Defense holding opponents 98 yards per game below their average. Like I like you mentioned, I'm liking Minnesota's defense in this matchup. Uh, all hyped up at home. I think the Golden Gophers keep it close. Definitely agree with you there. All right, let's go to the Big 12, uh, Chris. Iowa State at Oklahoma. Five and three Iowa State, seven and one Oklahoma. Iowa State five and three against the spread. Oklahoma is four and four against the spread. Both these teams coming in off a bye. Uh, line opened up. Oklahoma was laying thirteen and a half. Guess what? That bad boy's up over two touchdowns now. Oklahoma minus fourteen and a half is the current line uh, as we do this podcast. Both teams. Uh, they've had time to adjust coming in off that buyout. They each suffered one possession losses in their last game. Uh, Oklahoma, they've come into this season. Their main focus was on their defense. They wanted to improve that. Uh, it was looking very much improved early on. Did look extremely shaky, though, in their last game at Kansas State. And Iowa State counters with one of the premier offenses in the nation, led, of course, by quarterback Brock Purdy. The bottom line is Cyclone head coach Matt Campbell relishes the underdog role. This guy is 21 Eight and one as a dog, going back to his time as the head coach at Toledo. So you gotta like Iowa State in the underdog role there with Matt Campbell. And uh, you know Iowa State. Look, I look at this. Here's the bottom line with this. It's very, very easy. I'm gonna break it down for you. Iowa State hasn't lost a game by more than two touchdowns since Campbell's first year here in 2016. I don't think that's gonna change. Iowa State keeps it close. They're laying 14 and a half again. Iowa State hasn't lost by that much since 2016. They compete each and every week. Uh, I do think Oklahoma is going to win the game, but I think Iowa State keeps it closer. No more than double digits in this one. I'll take Iowa State plus the 14 and a half in this one. Uh, you already mentioned it. Matt Campbell's one of my favorite underdog coaches. Uh, he's been fantastic both at Iowa State and Toledo. Cyclones averaging 480 yards per game, 104 yards per game, more than their opponents are allowing. So they can keep up offensively with Oklahoma. Uh, they got a running back, Brees Hall, who's topped 100 yards in two of his last three. They faced the tougher schedule. Uh, we, we have as a 34th toughest schedule. Oklahoma's number 58. 
Cyclones have a slight defensive edge, uh, holding opponents 89 yards per game below their average. And anytime you give me double digits with Matt Campbell, I'm taking the points. So, yeah, give me double digits with Iowa State. Yeah, again, they haven't lost by more than 14 points since 2016. A no-brainer there. All right, LSU, Alabama, game of the weekend. Will this be our game of the year? Eh, I don't know about that, but it's a very, very, very good game on paper. Uh, of course, both teams unbeaten, undefeated, 8-0, one, number one versus number two, LSU 6-2 and two against the spread. They've been dominant. Uh, Bama 4-4 four and four against the spread. That's expected because of Bama has so much uh, inflated lines. But uh, line opened up, Alabama minus 6.5. Currently, Alabama minus six and a half. So, again, uh, public split on this one right down the middle. Offenses of both are going to be the main talking points for this game, Chris. But don't sleep on the defenses either. Uh, Bama has our number nine pass efficiency defense. LSU, number 21 pass efficiency defense. Uh, I think the fact that LSU has already played and beaten teams like Florida and Auburn gives them an advantage, especially consider that Bama has faced the likes of Tennessee and Kansas the last two games. No offense, Chris, big Kansas, big Tennessee guy over there. I just think that uh, LSU is has been a little bit more battle tested uh, on the field as opposed to the on the main field as opposed to the practice field. Um, when up against their equal, Bama hasn't fared well against the Vegas number in recent years. I like LSU to cover in a lower-than-expected scoring game. Get me LSU. I don't know if they'll necessarily pull the outright upset. I would not be shocked if they did, but I'll definitely take LSU plus the points. Well, I'll be honest. I'm not going to spend a ton of time going over this game because this game is going to be overanalyzed to death by Saturday. Um, it's, you know, it's the benefit of the, the, the curse of these great matchups like this, but Bama's defense is not your typical Alabama defense. Uh, from 2015 to 2017, Alabama allowed foes to, uh, go over 400 yards six times in 44 games. In the last 11 games, they've allowed over 400 yards five times and 351 yards per game. They've taken some defensive injuries so this isn't your normal shut them down Alabama defense. On the flip side, it's also not your normal your normal three yards in a cloud of dust, uh, power eye, uh, you know, two tight end on the field all the time. LSU offense. It's it's a new revamp. Joe Brady, the pass game coordinator, offense with Joe Burrow out there completing eighty two percent and thirty touchdowns on the season. This is a whole different ball game for LSU, and you know the the spread offenses in the, in the years past have given LSU or Alabama some problems. Bama hasn't faced a great quarterback yet. Three of their SEC games, they faced true true freshman quarterbacks. So um, in walks Joe Burrow and his great stats. Already faced Auburn's defense and threw for three hundred and twenty one yards. Was thirty two of forty two passing. So he's battle tested. Alabama hasn't seen an offense like this, hasn't seen a quarter quarterback like this. Ed Orgeron, 4-0 as an underdog at LSU, covered the last time here. Three of those were outright upsets. Uh, two is less than 100%, even if he does play. I'm not going to call for the upset, but I'm I'm tempted. I'm, I'm, I'm real tempted. And by Saturday, I might be on board for the upset and taking the money line with LSU. But right now, I'll just take the points because I feel comfortable. I don't think they're going to get beat by more than six. Should be a great matchup between uh, the top two ranked teams in the country. All right, let's take a look. Uh, moving along, 
rare matchup here that we don't talk a lot of CUSA football uh, on this podcast, but we uh, like this matchup, wanted to do so this week. North Texas at Louisiana Tech. North Texas 4-5 and five straight up, 3-6 and six against the spread. Louisiana Tech, watch out, 7-1 and one straight up, 5-3 and three against the spread. Line opened up, Louisiana Tech minus 6. Guess what? It's gone down a half a point. Louisiana Tech only laying 5.5 uh, right now. I don't know if that is anything to do with the fact that uh, North Texas quarterback Mason Fine coming off what a fine performance last week, seven touchdowns. However, let's take it a little bit easy. Uh, you got to consider that was against the UTEP defense. That is ranked number 123 in our pass efficiency D rankings. You look at Louisiana Tech's pass defense, they've allowed just a 10 to 9 ratio versus opposing quarterbacks this year. So much stiffer test for Mason Fine and the boys this week at Louisiana Tech. Uh, mean Green, they're a different team away from home than they than, than at home. I mean, they're plus 14 points per game and plus 139 yards per game in Denton, Texas. But when they have to travel, minus 12 points per game and minus 73 yards per game on the road. Of course, this game is at Louisiana Tech. And um, lastly, I mean, Chris, Louisiana Tech, they're full of confidence. They're fresh off a bye. They still have a New Year's Day bowl bid in their sights. I'll take Louisiana Tech minus five and a half. I think Louisiana Tech's going to win this game by double digits. It's definitely an intriguing matchup. You know, the battle within the battle, I think, this week is Mason Fine, star quarterback from North Texas. He's completed 63%, 27-6 ratio uh, versus the cornerback for LS, or for uh, for Louisiana Tech. If you don't know this kid, Amick Robertson, he's already been a two-time All-CUSA performer. This year he's got five interceptions, 12 pass breakups, He's not a big guy. He's only about 5'9", but, man, he, he seems to always be around the ball. He's probably going to end up playing on Sundays eventually. You know, The size might hold him back because he's got a lot of athleticism. So that matchup there, I, I actually favor Louisiana Tech a little bit with their secondary, especially with Hammock Robertson. Uh, Mason Fine lost some of his weapons during the season. Rico Bussey, their top wide receiver coming into the years out for the year. Uh, the running backs have been a bit banged up, but their leading rusher, Trey Siggers, did come back last week and play. Jamar Smith for Louisiana Tech is quietly having a very good season, the best season of his career, completing 66%, 13-to-3 ratio, about 9% better than he was last year. The Bulldogs average 56 yards per game more than their opponents are allowing, 33rd in the country in that stat. They have played a pretty weak schedule to this point. Um, but they've won seven straight games, including a 15-point win two weeks ago against a team that I consider to be very good in, Southern, in CUSA, Southern Miss. Um, they're 3-0 and against the spread at home this year. You mentioned North Texas' troubles on the road. North Texas wins this year uh, against an FCS school, UTEP, Middle Tennessee, and UTSA. So they haven't really beat anybody when they did win. So with the uh, troubles that North Texas had on the road, I'm going to take Louisiana Tech. I think they continue their role in a big game in a couple weeks with uh, Louisiana Tech and UAB, which will decide that CUSA West. All right, let's move along now to our special two-star selection right out of the Power Sweep newsletter. This week, we're going to look at the Pac-12 action, USC at Arizona State. USC comes in 5-4 and four straight up, 4-5 and five against the spread. Arizona State 5-3 and three straight up and 3-5 and five against the spread. Line opened up. USC was minus 1.5. They were a 1.5-point favorite. Guess what? Right now, Arizona State is the favorite by 2, so this line has moved a lot. 
the big headline uh, involving this game is the unknown or maybe known uh, future for USC head coach Clay Helton. I think that has to do with this line moving because uh, he is on the hot seat. There's no doubt about it. USC hiring a new athletic director. Things are not looking good for Clay Helton. But, uh, you know, last week's loss by the Trojans, you look at that score versus Oregon. I mean, 32 points, and you're like, oh, USC was blown out. Uh, no, they were not. Yeah, on the scoreboard they were, but, uh, you know, it didn't feel like it. You, They were only outgained by 50 yards in that game. They finished with 30 first downs, which was actually more than Oregon, gave up a kick return touchdown, an interception return touchdown, uh, three or four turnovers also played into that game. But by any mean, by no means was USC just rough one rough shot over in that game. Uh, 32-point loss, very misleading leading on the scoreboard. I think that gives USC some value here. This USC team isn't laying down. They they uh, haven't forgotten last year's loss. Last year's loss snapped their 19-game home winning streak, so they have big-time revenge on their minds, uh, the Trojans do. And, I, and I'm going to look at this game. I see it as a circle the wagons type of game for Clay Helton uh, and the boys. The, the team loves him. They'll play for him. I think USC... Uh, give me the points. I'll t- I think USC is going to win this game outright by at least a touchdown. Yeah, you mentioned that deceiving loss last week for USC. Another stat that uh, points to how well USC played in that game. They actually had a 208 to 113 yard edge in the first half. They were down 28 17. So, you know, the kick return and the uh, the, the uh, defensive touchdown they allowed, the interception return for Oregon really skewed that uh, that first half. And if that doesn't happen, then USC. They're leading in the first half, and that, that kick return happened at the very end of the first half. You know, you just got to make a tackle there. Um, Trojans, much better in Pac-12 play. Arizona State, minus three yards per game on a season, minus 37 yards per game in Pac-12 play. USC, plus six yards per game on a season, plus 16 yards per game in Pac-12 play. Trojans are getting healthier on defense. Sun Devils have a struggling offense, averaging uh, 52 yards per game below what their opponents are allowing, which is good for number 109 in the country. USC is battle-tested. They faced our number five schedule in the year. Slovis has just faced our number three pass efficiency D, so now he's only facing our number 51 pass efficiency D, so it'll be a much better matchup for USC's offense. And he played pretty well other than the turnovers last week. So if you eliminate those, I think he's going to have a very good game, and I think USC wins this game. I think they can win by double digits. Yeah, our line, we had it uh, USC by six in the power sweep, actually up in that now. Uh, so this is one of the benefits of listening to the Power Sweep podcast here, uh, presented by North Coast Sports. All right, well, uh, before we, we end the line, I, again, want to remind everybody, it's our game of the year going on. You know, we've been around since 1982, and that game of the year is 28-9 all time, 76%. Again, 28-9, and 76%. You can get not only that game of the year, but our entire Saturday uh, side selections for as low as $89 if you're a 2020 subscriber. And, uh, you know, again, add those totals. Totals are only 29 additional dollars. Those totals, we've been money on those the last few years. And uh, this year alone, we're 25 and 14. That's 64% just this year on our total. So, again, take advantage 
of our of our totals uh, and and our and our uh, game of the year figures and really take advantage of that and gain some more money in your bankroll this weekend. Really, really excited about it. And you know what? Really excited about uh, you guys taking advantage of the specials that we offer here on the uh, Power Suite Podcast. Let's do it again. I mean, you guys have called in and 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 have gotten this uh, the the ten dollars special and might as well keep it going. I mean, it's worked out for us the last couple of weeks. Absolutely. And if you did use that uh, special for $10, getting uh, $10 off with the triple M code last week, you probably had a pretty good weekend, especially if you bought something in college. We were five and one on our sides last week on our star rated plays, three and one on our totals. Uh, so, you know, pretty good week last week. We're getting hot now when it matters most. So it's an awesome week for game of the year. So we're still going to keep that going. Take $10 off any late phone package. If you use the code triple M call 1-800-654-3448 and you get $10, any late phone package. All you got to do is give us that, that power suite podcast code triple M make more money. All right, everybody. Thanks again for for uh, listening to the Power Sweep podcast presented by North Coast Sports. Appreciate all you guys uh, doing that and uh, giving us the feedback there. For Chris Van Dyne, I'm Antonio Castro. Enjoy your game of the year weekend, everybody, and we'll talk to you again next week.